Declan, we have a problem. What? Uh, a cardinal sin has been committed uh, earlier this week. Cardinal sin? Yes. That is a very bad thing, I guess, in God's eyes. Yeah. What's going on? It's it's not great. I suppose we should intro the show. Uh, hello, this is Call Save Point for Not For Me. I'm Tully. He's Declan. Todd has done oh it again, God. Declan. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Todd. Todd. You've done it again. Please release Elder Scrolls 6. Please, bro. I'm begging. <laughs> News. Four times, Todd. <laughs> I know we're supposed to talk about Ocarina of Time, but Todd? Todd, you've done it again. I thought we had something, man. I thought we had... I thought we were special, Todd, but apparently we're just as good as Elder Scrolls V Skyrim re-released for the 8th or 9th or 10th or 12th or the 15th time. The only new addition to this version of the game, I swear to God, and they made it a big deal. They said that we've been waiting for 10 years for fishing. Oh my God. That, isn't it that? Fishing. That and the Creator Club stuff that they wanted to bring in? Fishing, Todd! <laughs> Finally. If I wanted to fish, I would just go do it. You would go outside. I am peaking my audio like crazy right now, but Todd! Man, you were pissed off. Four, this game has been re-released four times. Okay. Uh, four yeah, but, fucking times. I mean, hey, it's made the money, right? That's all they that, want. Fuck, fuck them. They just got bought by Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> and the the shit. I'm the only reason I'm this upset about it is because I know I'm gonna fucking buy it. <laughs> right. Skyrim is one of my favorite games of all time. I can't not. I am. I am implored by by capitalist tendencies to purchase this re-release of a video game that came out ten years ago. Listen, I'm probably gonna buy this thing too, but for different reasons. That's fair. <laughs> I just I felt like we needed to use our platform for good, and sometimes that good is calling out Todd Howard. Are you saying we're vigilantes? Um. Kinda? Is that considered vigilante work? If you well, we're yell we're, we're going against the grain. Releasing a video game. We're bringing them to justice. I can assure you, we are not. Ninety percent of the internet <laughs> believes the same thing. <laughs> we're we're white knighting for the gaming community. <laughs> this is the first cold open of our show. <laughs> it's yelling at Todd. Well, it's because he's he's a fucking bastard. He's a real fucking. He's a real piece of work, Todd Howard. We're yelling. We we're yelling him. at Todd Howard like he has full creative control over fucking Bethesda over everything. <laughs> it's not like some CEO I mean, yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's fucking. He's fine. He'll manage. Man. Anyway, I suppose we should properly introduce the show uh, welcome to Call a Save Point, but not for me, where we scream at Todd Howard and talk about other video games. I am your hero of time, Tully Hodgkinson. And I'm your cross-dressing ninja lady, Declan Bourbonkur. Is it really cross-dressing, though? Well, I, I guess not, but you're led to believe. It's a game, what, 1994-6, one of those two? I suppose if you are trying to disguise yourself as a man, and everyone thinks you're a man and you don't correct them, I guess that would be cross-dressing. And also walk away from Link every time. <laughs> That's that true. funny. But yeah. 
So if you haven't put it together by now, based off of the almost four-minute rant that we did at the beginning of the show, we're talking about uh, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time today, uh, which is widely regarded to be the greatest video game of all time. Which is objectively wait, wait, true, wait. but Hold maybe on. not Be- actually true. Before we get any further into that, I want to save that discussion for the end of the episode. Okay, sounds good. So for now, for now, I want to know like what your history is with Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. It's a game that uh, didn't quite start me uh, in the Legend of Zelda series, but uh, made its way pretty quickly into my library of games um, after playing another Zelda game, which I'm not going to say, because um, I like that one so much that I just wanted to get more Legend of Zelda, and uh, it, it wasn't a bad time. I mean, it was it was fun when I was younger. Um, it, it's just an all-around good Zelda game, you know? So, like, it, it revolutionized 3D um, puzzle games and brought uh the legend of zelda into 3d and so at when i was younger i didn't quite understand that i just thought it was a you know it's legend of zelda game i've seen them before they're in 3d i didn't know about the 2d ones really (laughs) um so so that's kind of my my uh my my history i i I played it i didn't know the impact really up up until now right yeah i I, yeah for sure because it's like i mean you spend how much of your life I we you and I were both born in the very early two thousands, mm-hmm. so really all we knew was like, you know, Wind Waker was what uh, our generation would grow up with. Twilight and, Princess, you know, or, you the, know, and Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Like those are the in our lifetime, those are the big Zelda games that have like mm-hmm. come out, and so we're not. We didn't grow up in that era of, you know, games used to only be two D, and then all of a sudden systems like the N64 come out and the PS1 and, you know, games as a a whole are launched into this completely new dimension that, I mean, for some, uh, some franchises it works, some it certainly does not. Uh, And I think Nintendo did, like, almost a weirdly good job at bringing its franchises into 3D. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mario 64 was groundbreaking at the time and then ocarina of time and majora's mask come out and mm-hmm. smash bros wild but that's yeah, that's smash not really bros. bringing an ip into 3d but it was still groundbreaking for the time yeah like i mean the n64 is it the problem with the n64 is and hasn't aged well so mm-hmm. that it kind of diminishes the impact that some of those games had but the fact that so many heavy hitters started or improved on the n64 mm-hmm. is it's very interesting to see kind of like how people still play ps2 games and gamecube games because they graphically are in like a place where it's it's like passable still and now and mm-hmm. like nowadays um but like the polygons of the n64 kind of uh look terrible i'm not gonna sugarcoat it they look like shit um <laughs> yeah, it's not it doesn't look it's not a pretty system. Right. So that's that's maybe why um people are more uh forgiving of like GameCube titles and PS2 kind of things, mm-hmm. you know. It's always weird to kind of look back on the early days of 3D, so like, 
your PS1, your N64, and then the generation after, like, the PS2 is, I it's the best-selling console of all time. Mm-hmm. That's nothing to scoff at. But the GameCube, at the time, did relatively poor, you know? Right. Like, the... The GameCube at the time didn't do much better than the Wii U did, and the Wii U did terrible. Yeah, the that Wii U sucked. like shit. But yeah, for and good reason, the, though. <laughs> that's true, but the GameCube now is propped up as like, like one of the best Nintendo consoles ever. Yeah, which is it's it's very interesting to kind of to to see that evolution of like, despite the fact that the the N sixty four and the PS one generally have like they were the ones that created these Mm -hmm. um the like i mean 3d graphics or 3d gameplay as a whole were started on these consoles it's weird to think that uh the the more rudimentary consoles are more lauded than some of the well well well-improved ones and arguably better consoles right um but like with the whole uh like consoles that used to quote suck but now are regarded as amazing the dreamcast literally put sega out of business but was one of the most creative and intuitive uh pieces of technology for the gaming uh sphere in general uh ever made you know yeah uh dreamcast games are in a sense still made today because it's so easy to build for so they're just like people just homebrew games for that system all the fucking time that's what i'm saying like it's crazy people's initial opinions hold like crazy biased and then they fucking uh age a little bit and they're like oh wait this is actually probably the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life and that's why i'm pissed off uh we're not even talking about a gamecube game but i'm pissed off that the gamecube didn't do as good as it should have because i love that system to death Mm -hmm. the gamecube is truly it's it's hard to argue against GameCube being one of Nintendo's greatest consoles just because it was so... I mean, that controller is completely iconic. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's widely regarded to be one of the greatest video game controllers of all time. And then, you know, you had games come out for it like Wind Waker and Smash Melee and Mario Sunshine. Like, I mean, those are heavy fucking hitters, dude. Yeah. And Pikmin, like... Pikmin started on that console. Luigi's Mansion started on that console. Yeah, Luigi's it's Mansion. It's crazy. Probably in my top ten games of all time, Luigi's Mansion right up there. My God, mm-hmm. so good. It's it's insane. And then they ruined it with a second one and kind of brought it back with a third. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we're not talking about the GameCube game. Right. That was a long tangent. We're talking about Ocarina of Time. So, Your history. We uh, did mine. Yes. My history. Uh, my history is very brief. I I did not have many Nintendo consoles growing up. Mm-hmm. The first one I had was uh, a Wii, and then briefly after that, a DS. Uh, but I never played... Zelda was really not my forte for a very long time. The first one I ever played was Twilight Princess on the Wii, <laughs> and I got to... I got to the fire dungeon and after that point I just I never ended up really playing it again because I wasn't I was the kind of kid who really wasn't into puzzle games so I hadn't touched a Zelda game until my uncle and my aunt and I sat down and played through the first one the original Legend of Zelda Mm -hmm. and so that's the first Zelda game I ever beat and then I didn't beat another one till many years later I played Link's Awakening 
Or no, I played Breath of the Wild when that came out, and then I played the remake of Link's Awakening, and then I've now played Ocarina of Time. That unlocked a memory that I've completely forgotten about until just now. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, do you remember when it came out and my mom got it for me? Um, and it was my birthday and you were spending the night and we were both kind of playing it on and off. And, mm-hmm. and then the next day we were like, um, each had one hand on the controller to like try and navigate it like that. <laughs> man, those yep. were the days. Dude, Breath of the Wild, man. That's a game we're definitely going to have to talk about on the show. Yeah. But uh, I guess I did have one experience with Ocarina of Time when I was at your house at some point when we were kids mm-hmm. and I was playing I was playing the 3DS remake yep. and I, I only got as far as talking to Zelda the first time you see her mm-hmm. and then I stopped playing again and then once I got into my games collecting years I, I picked up an N64 in Ocarina of Time but I only tested the game a little bit just to make sure it still functioned mm-hmm. and then I didn't touch it again so... This show is the first time that I have gotten past talking to Zelda, basically. And, uh... (laughs) Um... This was my, like, third time playing the game. And, um... I had a horrible time (laughs) for a little bit. Oh, yeah, it was rough. But, uh... Yeah, I mean... Never play, um an old school console on an HD TV unless you want to have the worst time of your life. Yeah. The input lag when you play old school consoles on newer TVs is it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, but we ended up getting a, an old CRT TV for you mm-hmm. to play on. And that made the experience way better. Oh my God. Like beforehand. I, okay, <laughs> you definitely remember this. I'm not even going to say, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, <laughs> I fucking... I, <laughs> Here's the thing. You haven't told the story yet. I know what you're about yeah, to say. I got so mad at the uh, the input lag, and uh, it just wasn't doing what I wanted it to, and I kept dying over and over, having to run through this dungeon. It was in the Fire Temple. Um, that I stood up, walked over to the the GameCube that I was playing cuz it was uh the it, the ported like anniversary tw- 20 minute demo of uh Wind Waker version that I have and I literally ripped the cords out of the back of my GameCube and I ran off <laughs> You were so angry. I I've like never seen you rage at a game like that before other than like Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't even like playing all that much. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I like well, Legend of Zelda because <laughs> when we would play Warzone, you're like, there is no single game that brings the anger and rage out of me like Warzone does. And then you did that, and my first thought was like, okay, I guess there's two games that piss him <laughs> off. Well, it wasn't even it was it was the fact that I I it wasn't doing what I wanted it to. Like it felt like yeah. Link was on a block of ice the whole game. It really was. It really was like a full second delay like, from when you would do something on the controller versus when it would show up on screen. It was ridiculous. I, I didn't want you to think I was just like making it up. Like, I, like I don't just suck at this game. So I handed you the controller, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like it was yeah, horrible. It it was really bad. But so we 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 managed to get a, a CRT for you, and that I, that fixed the problem. Yeah, didn't completely it? fixed it. All of a sudden, I was blazing the trails. Like everything was good. Mm-hmm man yeah 
that was horrible. And then the, the second time I raged, which was right before we got the uh, the um, CRT, <laughs> the controller was creaking in my hands as I was trying to do this thing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to break this thing and I put it down. <laughs> After this, after the first time you raged when you unplugged the GameCube, I for real thought you were just going to quit and not play anymore. <laughs> like 10 minutes later, I came back and I was like, I got to try this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I for one had zero issues. I played the, I played the 3DS remake, um, which it was very interesting watching you play on the big screen and then eventually on the, the CRT mm-hmm. versus uh what my version was like and you know gameplay wise there's not a ton of difference Mm -hmm. uh but visually it's the remake is fucking gorgeous yeah i think it really made me appreciate more like what the game was trying to go for back when it originally came out and it was it was super fucking cool personally i think the the um n64 version um has more charm in its art because like mm-hmm. they had to work with what they were working with, and I can recognize that that they, they had subpar technology for what they were trying to go for. So, um, like what they were trying to convey versus what they could convey, it mm-hmm. um, is like gorgeous to me in a way. Yeah, I get that for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thoughts. Because it's that. like, <laughs> yeah, because it's like when you know this game came out on the N64, which already any game that comes out on that console doesn't look great, but the fact that they you know, they created what is lauded as the, one of the greatest video games of all time on such a rudimentary you know, like, operating system is, it's it's certainly something that I mean, it can't be done today you know? Right. It, definitely not. Like I don't know if you've noticed any other titles too that come out, but the, it just keeps missing, you know? Like, ever since 2010, mm-hmm. there hasn't been the best game of all time being made, you know? Exactly. It's kind of sad. It's like, <laughs> it's, it is, because it's like, we've hit a point in gaming where everything has been done, mm-hmm. and and it's like, it's hard to to use the argument, like, something took advantage of the hardware it was working on in a completely unique way, because hardware is so sophisticated now that I mean, it's it's it, it almost doesn't matter, right? Know? So the, the, they can do whatever they want. They don't need to have to cut corners in order to make something great. And uh, mm-hmm. most of the time, it's just like bland corporate bullshit. Now you know, like just whatever's gonna make people happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just although, like they they all copy each other. Sorry, go on. That's fine. Uh, the, it, like all these companies are just like copying each other. You know, like. It's, oh, that works, so let's do this. No one's going for their own thing. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I mean, it's fine, but um, no one's really reinventing the wheel here. <laughs> I personally think the next time, if it's possible, I think the next time we will see, like, a new explosion of video games is when VR technology becomes commercially viable. Because mm-hmm. I think the the best thing that's ever happened to gaming is coming into the 3D and right. I think the only way the only way to advance beyond that is if we somehow manage to invent 4D video games, which is not a fucking thing. It could or be. Or VR. 
I mean, it could be. Good fucking luck with that, though. Dude. The VR technology, the VR technology is here, and it's far more easy than creating an entire new dimension. And I'm not talking about, like, smell-o-vision shit. No, that's stupid. I'm talking about, like, legit 4D, which... Dude, you're talking Kirito Humans can't even wrap their head around. Shit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> We're all gonna get trapped. I'm talking, like... <laughs> I'm talking like that Black Mirror episode where two dudes put like like a little chip in their head and then they go into a fighting game but they end up falling in love with the their characters and they fuck a lot. I'm talking that kind of shit. We're, we're, we're talking Jumanji um, with The Rock running around as a um, middle school kid, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. That's If someone creates fucking... Who knows? Maybe a Jumanji VR game could be the greatest video game of all time. You never Dude, know. Dude, I would never live in the real world ever again if they had full dive VR. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's entirely possible. <laughs> Maybe not in our lifetime that we could do something like that, but I mean, it's inevitable at this point, you know? Yeah, for sure. But anyway, I'm I'm curious to know, like, I guess for you, would you, like... I mean, it's hard. It's definitely hard to not recognize how fundamental this game is to, like, Zelda as a franchise. Um, but, you know, it's hard to also not look past, like, a lot of the, the flaws this game has. Is it easy for you to kind of, you know, weigh the pros versus the cons? Like the pros and the cons in the original? Or what? Just in general, like the pros of playing it, versus like not. obviously. <laughs> no, I mean like, it, like people call this the greatest Zelda game of all time, the greatest video game of all time. But you know, with that, it it really makes you look at it with a more critical eye. Like, oh, does does all the do, do all the negative aspects of this game like taint it for you in any way? Okay, well, um, the pros of um, this game, so like, the good things right um revolutionary changes everything um zelda game that's a pro in its own (laughs) (laughs) that's true um i don't know the the beauty of it all um where you are in the game world um hyrule looks amazing um each place feels unique and dynamic than um the other place except for maybe lake Hylia and zora's domain but zora's domain is it's like its own thing you know um, mm-hmm. but everything like looks so different, and when you're going to one place to another, it's just like you you know you're in like another place when you roll up, like you, you're the screen fades and you're in another spot, and it's so distinct from the rest of the world. You're like, oh, that's Gerudo Valley. It's the only place with sand, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Or like Death Mountain. That's the only mountain in game. So like, I don't know. Um that's the point i'm trying to get at it's very distinct it's new for its time it's it revolutionized puzzle games on a 3d spectrum along with platforming i mean mario already did it but they did more of like a uh, precise um, puzzle platform kind of deal um Mm -hmm. i don't know just there's so many pros that make it a great game but is it a masterpiece is it the best game of all time i don't think so i i think it is very high up i think it is in all 
sense of the word, yes, maybe a masterpiece, but probably not fundamentally the best game of all time. You understand? You're, you, you get me? You know, I'm very glad you agree with me, Declan. What? That it's I, like, exactly? I, I, yeah, I mean, it's undeniable. This is easily, one, certainly one of the greatest Zelda games of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It, even taking a step back from the fact that it like basically invented what Zelda is in a 3D space like it's so in certain spots it's so well designed mm-hmm. and when this game is doing well it it, it 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 completely blows any other video game out of the water right at least in the Zelda franchise but at the same time it's like there are certain parts of the game that hold it back like the water dungeon for me was so un like the the area looks unique but mm-hmm. it's it's so hard to tell anything apart in that dungeon right, because it all looks it. the same right yeah and it's like that dungeon sucked the fucking the shadow dungeon sucked I like uh, that one. the part where you have to get the part where you have to get to Sar- or the get to the forest temple like with those uh pig things that part was annoying and not fun yep. anytime you have to do stealth in this game sucks because anytime you have to do stealth in any video game where stealth is not a main mechanic sucks Mm -hmm. like the thing i've been thinking about this a lot and for me i can recognize why at the time it was the greatest video game of all time now i don't think it deserves that title right I, i truly don't i i can certainly recognize that it it definitely deserves to be up there based on like what it did for video games as a whole but being the vi- being the sole video game to hold the title of goat it's it's not this one you know right i, I completely agree with that I, I think it it's amazing but it's definitely not um especially compared to like newer games that came out that could definitely contest for that i, I think it might fall short to some of those mm-hmm. um Speaking of which, though, um, temples. <laughs> which ones are good? Which ones are bad? <laughs> temples. I I had a ton of fun with the first two. I really like the forest and fire temples. Yeah, the forest temple is amazing. The soundtrack is great. Um, the way it kind of tricks you without you needing the lens of truth is great. It's just mm-hmm. a fun, mind-blowing experience, except for the boss. I got mad at that. For me, the Forest Temple... So this was my experience playing through the game. You know, there's the first, like, two or three, like, mini dungeons in the beginning of the game when you're stuck as Kid Link. Mm-hmm. And then the Forest Temple is your first, like, real main temple. And I, for a while, I actually struggled with it a lot just because I didn't I didn't understand it. But the Forest Temple is a very good gateway into what... Uh, Ocarina of Time expects from you to understand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once my brain started to get the hang of, like, the kind of puzzles this game wants you to solve, all the other dungeons were much more understandable to me because the Forest Temple, it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand through any of its puzzles. It certainly expects you to solve them, but it does such a good job of, at the same time, using those puzzles as opportunities to teach you, like, what the rest of the dungeons or puzzles in this game are going to look like, that it doesn't, um, it certainly doesn't make it seem like all the other dungeons are a bunch of pussies, like, Mm -hmm. they're certainly difficult in their own regard, but, 
what it does well is it it sets you up for the rest of the game. Right. Um, the ones that stood out for me, the ones that I liked, um, unfortunately, one that you don't like, the Shadow Temple. I love that one, and the Forest Temple, um, and the the Spirit Temple. Actually, I really like too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the dynamic of finishing one part when you're a kid after you know the teleport, so you can go back and forth, and then doing it as a an adult. I think that's really interesting. I do agree that mechanic was cool. The only thing I didn't like about the Spirit Temple is that the Sage is a character that you don't meet until you get to the temple. All of the other ones were like established characters mm-hmm. at some point, but uh, I don't even remember her name, but the, the Sage of the Spirit Temple Naburu. is like... Oh yeah, Naburu. She's like, she's not in it for very long, and so it's kind of hard to care. Right. Um, I think it was the other way around for me. I thought it was super cool that they were like, the last age has to be someone that you're close with, right? And then you go there, uh, become a kid, and then she's there and you meet her as a kid. And then you go into the future <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, it is someone you know, <laughs> technically. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I respect that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked the uh, the Lens of Truth for the one dungeon. I liked it for the Shadow Temple. I don't like that some things were blocked by the Lens of Truth afterwards, though. Because you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. in the Shadow Temple. But everywhere else, I'm like constantly flicking up that Lens of Truth. Like, is there something there? And that got annoying. Yeah, because it's like... I mean, the game does that with all of the tools it gives you. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the great fairies are unlocked with uh, the hammer or, uh, you know, just any of the other tools you get throughout the game. But the Lens of Truth is... It's particularly frustrating just because of how well-hidden those puzzles have to be. Mm-hmm. And it almost, like... After after I got the Lens of Truth in the game, I was constantly running out of magic because I felt like the game expected me to use it everywhere I went now. Mm. And that, it, it definitely screwed me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Especially towards the end, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you voiced your opinion to me on the couch um, the other day that you did not like the Shadow Temple at all. Can you explain to me the thought process on that? So, I... The thing that I particularly didn't like about the Shadow Temple, Shadow Temple, I should, I guess I should amend it. I didn't like the, what was the boss fight for the Shadow? Oh yeah, I did not like the boss fight. Mm-hmm. So the problem I had with the boss fight of the Shadow Temple is, I mean, this game, it's, despite the fact that it somewhat invented the idea of targeting onto an enemy, it fucking sucks in this yeah, game, dude. It is not. Infamously it bad. fucking blows. It is not a good system. Like, kudos to them for fucking basically inventing the idea, but it fucking blows. Yeah. So, and this enemy is so, it's such a pain in the ass to keep a lock on because you have to lock on to, like, three different things, but they're all so close to each other that Navi has a hard time distinguishing which one you're trying to lock on. Mm -hmm. So you can have hit both hands, and then you need to lock onto the eye to hit it, but Navi will lock onto one of the hands instead, and then the thing will hit you and fucking kill you. And then, spoiler alert, motherfucker, you have to run all the way back through the dungeon just to get back to the boss fight so you can beef it again. Mm -hmm. It's super fucking annoying. Like... 
all the puzzles in the dungeon were kind of cool, and I actually kind of liked them a little bit. But it all came crashing it was down just to like, the boss. Exactly, yeah. it was really fucking annoying. That that makes sense. Um, although I th- I had an easier time with that boss. I don't know what it was, but uh, I just shot three arrows and then hit, and I was done. Maybe uh, I know why I had an easier time. <laughs> it was uh, it was half as long because I got the bigger on sword. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You did get the bigger on sword. I ended up getting the bigger on sword for uh, what was it? I ha- I definitely had it for Ganon. Yeah, that's all you had. I it got for it you. after I finished the Spirit yeah. Temple, and I got it for Ganon. Yeah, um, for a minimalist playthrough, I was trying to run through. I got every item <laughs> except for uh, Skullchulas and heart pieces. I kind of just blew through those, but every like usable item I had in my menu mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Yeah, I I believe I did as well, but only because afterwards I just went back and I got... Actually, no, neither of us had any of the wallet upgrades. Oh, that's true. Uh, did you end up getting some, the ice like arrows? Somehow... No, okay. I didn't. I didn't get the ice arrows. I, I did. got the fire arrows because they're, basic, <laughs> they're basically required. Yeah. I didn't know how to get the, the ice arrows, but I knew just from like uh, like prior knowledge, I knew how to get the, the fire arrows. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the bigger on sword quest is actually really fun, but um, the the waiting part sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was annoying because it was like I, I I didn't know how long I was supposed to wait, so I was just like, okay, I'll just do fucking two dungeons and wait for it. Mm-hmm. And I I was just like, eh, whatever. I, but I <laughs> I did end up going back and getting it for Ganon. I played the song of time, like or no, the sun song, like. 12 times you fucking asshole you told me to play the song of time no wonder why it didn't fucking oh that's what you were doing yeah you told me to play the song of time so that's what i was doing oh i didn't even realize (laughs) i i get them mixed up because like time's moving so god damn it i'm sorry yeah the the sun song is the one one that passes time sorry (laughs) that's my bad wow that's fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean to. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple times in game where I kind of sabotaged you a little. <laughs> That's I was not one say, of the times. The other time that comes to mind is like, you told me I had to bomb. You were like, go bomb a hole. And so I was trying to bomb this hole the entire time, but you were talking about a hole in the wall I was supposed to bomb. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, no, you fucking moron. Go bomb the other thing. <laughs> That's also one of the times it was just a miscommunication, though. <laughs> That's true, but there was okay. There was one time after after you get the the master sword for the first time. Now V talks to you and she's like, "You have to go to Kakariko Village." And so I'm on my way to Kakariko, and you're like, "Where are you, where are you going? Do you know where we need to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you have to go to Kakariko Village." And Declan was like, "Why do you have to go? No, you're supposed to go to Kokiri Forest." And I was like, "No, dude, I swear to fucking God." And I was like, and Declan was like, "No, you have to go to Kokiri Forest." <laughs> and so I'm like halfway to Kokiri Forest, and all of a sudden Navi pops up on Declan's screen, and Declan's like, "Okay, let's talk to her." Pops up, fucking Kakariko <laughs> Village right there, and I'm like, "You fucking asshole!" It's like I knew I was fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, 
you even when you were assu- assumed I was wrong about Kakariko Village, you let me go almost go all the way there. You were like, I was just gonna let you try to figure it out on your own while I'm over here in Kokiri Forest. And I was like, <laughs> when I should have, I should have just let you. Because <laughs> then I would have been, I would have turned exactly. Around. You would have been the dummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. But yeah. After after that first point where you deliberately went out of your way to try and fuck with me, you didn't. You. For the most part, you were pretty nice about I, it. I called a truce after that. I was like, okay, we're going to put our heads together for this next couple parts. <laughs> yeah. We we were actually very close pretty much the entire game. Yeah. The only time you got ahead of me was At um, the end. after uh, whatever f- temple is after or before the shadow temple. Is that the water temple? Yeah, yeah we went through the water temple and then... Um, I went to bed because I finished the water temple before you did. I did like you stayed 15 up all night side quests. <laughs> yeah, you did all the stuff to get Epona and the Biggeron sword. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I woke up. We played again the next day. And I went and got all the Biggeron stuff after, after the Shadow Temple. Mm-hmm. And then you went on to just go do the spirit temple. So you were a full temple ahead of me by the time I did all the bigger on stuff. Yeah, and then last night, sorry, we're cutting it kind of close. Um, you were like, just finish the game. I don't want spoilers for the end anyway. And I was like, okay. And that still took me quite a while. <laughs> yeah, you were up for a while. Yeah, I went to bed at like 2.30. And then I literally woke up this morning and banged out the rest of it. I Speaking of which, Ooh, Ganon's Castle. <laughs> Ganon's castle. Um, me for one, I'd like to throw this out out there. I really liked the mini dungeons that were um, representative of the other temples that we did. Mm-hmm. I think Ganon's castle might actually be one of my favorite dungeons in the game. I really liked that they brought all of the dungeons together into like a bunch of little mini ones. I really thought that was super cool. Yep, and then all the sages are helping you get through it technically, which is mm-hmm. cool. They didn't make you run back through it. It was it was just a nice yep. nice time. It was and none of the puzzles were like particularly hard. I I didn't feel like I was spending a ton of time on any of them. Right. I I had a lot of fun with the puzzle area of Ganon's dungeon. Um that being said, did you know about the uh the shop underneath the uh, the bridge, the first bridge in Cannon's Castle you can go to and refill on anything. Nope. <laughs> if you use your eye of truth, <laughs> your lens of truth, Fuck! there's a hidden doorway underneath the first bridge. Ugh, that would have been useful. Yeah, where where every it. time you enter and exit, there's like three fairies waiting. And then uh, a bunch of little shopkeepers. That would have been fucking good to know. One that sells you green potion too to refill your magic. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck but you were you were already in bed by that time, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, I got through that area for the most part pretty fine. Mm-hmm. And then the the first Ganon fight is whatever. Did you believe the game when it was like, all right, we killed him, let's run out of the castle. <laughs> No, I no, absolutely not. Uh, it's like no shit. That it, there's no way it's just gonna be that easy, right? He just like waltz off. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, how did you feel about the escape sequence? 
Uh, well, the first time I thought the escape sequence is cool, and then I died to the second Ganon fight, and I realized that every time you die, they make you they do make it. You run every, through they it, make yeah. you do it over again. I died to Ganon three times, and I had to do the escape sequence three times, and I hated it every time. Funny story, me too, exactly three times. Yeah, that was, it was really fucking annoying that they made you keep doing it every time you died to Ganon. Yeah. I gotta agree there, that but sucked. the Ganon fight itself is really cool. Yeah. Um, that Ganon design is fucking insane. Yeah. What was your strategy? Uh, well, I had the bigger on sword for the fight, yep. so I would just back up and I'd shoot him with a light arrow and then get behind him and hit him, and then I would I would give him enough time to for him to like his inf uh, what's invinci invincibility frames to like spin around a bit, and then I would just leap attack his tail again, and then I would repeat that. Hmm. Um, so he went down pretty quick. Yeah, the first couple times I was doing the uh, the light arrow strat, and then I was like, this isn't working. So mm -hmm. I instead just rolled under his legs every time, um, turned around, er, hit him, turned around, rolled under his legs, and he went down in like 20 seconds. It was super easy. Mm -hmm. I tried to do the rolling under his leg strat, but I was not very good at it, so I just kept... I, I tried to play it as safe as I could because I was sick of dying. I didn't take any damage that last one. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty nice. So Declan. <laughs> what? Ocarina of Time. Yep. It's not... It is not your favorite Zelda game, no. but where does it rank in the Zelda games you have? Played? Oh my god, I've played almost all of them. What do you want me to do? <laughs> uh, I don't need you shit. to rank them all in order. I just need to know, like, where, where does Ocarina sit in in all of the Zelda games? Um, Probably fourth place. Alright, I respect that. Yeah. If I'm being generous, maybe third. I don't know. Um, but yeah, around there. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you? Uh, so for me, it's a weird ranking because I've only played like four. Mm -hmm. um, probably, probably like, yeah, I'd say about like third place. I see. It's a, yeah. I mean, granted, that's, it doesn't, it's not like that means much because right. it's three of four. But yeah. It's, I mean, still, like, it's, you can't knock this game. What, what like, one's the worst one, then? <laughs> Just curious. Uh, probably the first one, the original oh, Zelda. Oh, seriously? Damn. But I think, that's okay. I think that's expected, though, because yeah. it's, like, it's just so frustrating. Right. it's, like, I mean, so much of that stuff, it doesn't tell you, and you have to, like, figure it out on your own, and it's just not fair. Ocarina of Time is, it's truly, knowing the history of the game and, I mean, this game being, like, what, 20-ish years old now? Something like that. It's cr it's crazy to know, like, it's it's very it's a very strange experience playing this game knowing that it basically reinvented gaming, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a very strange feeling knowing that you are currently playing the game that many people consider to be the greatest video game of all time. Yeah. Even if we don't agree with that sentiment, despite the fact that it's so like high regarded is it's sort it's a very different feeling than playing just any other video game you know and that thought was crossing my mind the whole time too like man so many mm -hmm. people regard this as like the best game ever or like yeah as their personal favorite childhood memory you know so like 
playing that, I tried to have a positive mindset. I was as I was ripping the chords out of my GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, though, like we were saying, that wasn't the ga- the game's fault. It was definitely the TV. Yeah, because it was it was a whole like second and a half. It was crazy. Yeah, it was weird. We downgraded to a worse TV only to get you upgraded controls. Yeah, exactly, and it was amazing. Yeah, but like, you know, even if we disagree with the fact that this game may may not be the greatest of all time. I, I mean, it's hard to not see it, though, you know? Yeah. Like, up until, at least for me, like, I, I have the game in mind that I would consider to be the greatest of all time. Uh, I won't say it, and I'll explain why later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I compare that game to Ocarina of Time, and I can certainly understand, like, up until that point, I can't really think of any game that would have dethroned it, you know? Right. Like, for a good... For a good long while, Ocarina of Time truly did stand as the greatest video game of all time. What about Final Fantasy But I think VII? we're at a... You know, Final Fantasy VII is up there, but I think... It, it doesn't contest. I, it doesn't hold a candle. You know, I, I think Final Fantasy VII could be in the conversation for the greatest video game of all time, mm-hmm. but Ocarina... I think Ocarina has higher highs than... Uh, Final Fantasy 7 does and I think FF7 has far lower lows I think think Final Fantasy 7 certainly has worse moments when it comes to the bad moments than Ocarina of Time does. That's true definitely. But yeah so I think Ocarina of Time certainly I think it still gets to be in the conversation of GOAT status but I don't don't know that it holds it anymore. Right I totally get that um and I agree. Like, there's there's definitely a couple other games that I would put above it, but it's still a masterpiece. I I personally think that we are at a point in history, as far as gaming goes, like, you kind of can't prop up any one single game as the greatest of all time. Right. You know? Right. I kind of, I take the same approach to music. Like, I don't have a favorite album of all time. I have four favorite albums because it's, you know, all of the different albums mean so much to me in different ways. And I think of gaming as the same way, you know? Like, maybe Ocarina of Time isn't the greatest of all time anymore, not because other, I mean, certainly because other games have surpassed it, but also because, you know, it, it hinders the conversation to prop up any one single game because so many games have done so much for for gaming as a whole mm-hmm. that it's now no longer about it being one single game than it is like a list of five or a list of ten of the greatest games of all time, you know? What album is Ocarina of Time? <sighs> Ocarina of Time, like as far as like what well if we're talking about the greatest albums of all time, mm. that's a different story. If we're talking about my favorite albums of all time, Ocarina of Time is not in that conversation. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because, I mean, like, Ocarina of Time gives off, like, a, in my opinion, like, Japanese pop. <laughs> I could see that. Honestly, Ocarina of Time is Ocarina of Time would be considered like the greatest video game soundtrack of all time. Yeah, it's a good track. I mean, but some of the later dungeons are kind of just like uh ambience. 
which is all right. That's but true. I think I guess, there are better. I guess now we should slap or cap it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd give it a slap. I think it's weird because, like, the there are tracks in this game that are some of the most iconic pieces of music of all time. I mean, the opening theme to Ocarina of Time despite that I've never played this video game before except for very briefly it it gives me such a an aggressively like tranquilic reaction mm-hmm. like it gives me chills down my spine whenever I listen to right. it just because I know like this is the opening theme to like Ocarina of Time like mm-hmm. a fucking juggernaut in gaming and this is the song that it starts out with and it's this like beautiful like soft melody with pianos and the ocarina playing and like that makes me want to say that it's a slap but then you know there's tracks like some of the later dungeons or even some of the ocarina songs that you play that suck shit yeah it's like oh that's that's kind of a bummer like all i feel like all of the teleport teleportation songs all kind of blow a little bit i like them i don't like any I like of them the they're all i just fucking Temple of Time one, and I like the Spirit Temple one. I don't, I don't really like any of them. I like basically all of the other Ocarina songs you learn, except for the teleport Damn. ones. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the original ones are kind of just iconic, and then you come to the the new ones. the The Song of Storms, though, amazing. Yeah, holy shit! The Song of Storms is easily one of the greatest pieces of video game music of all time. It is so fucking good and then when you learn it you get all the extra instruments coming in and it's just wow Mm -hmm. it gets intense because it's moving faster it's so good i mean or like when you finally get out into hyrule field for the first time and that music starts to kick in and you're just running across like just kind of wandering wherever it's so fucking like the music in this game does such a good job of like setting the tone for the environment that you're in it's fucking incredible Gerudo Valley then again yeah Gerudo Valley or like whenever you talk to the owl like his theme fits him fucking perfectly (laughs) or like whenever Zelda or Sheik come on screen and they have their themes it's it's just so like the music in this game and it's portrayed like that Exactly. Like, the music in this game, despite some of its many, many flaws, is so fucking incredible. I like when you walk into a room and the con- like the mini-boss combat music comes on, because it's like standard attention really quickly. It's like, bling, and you're just going. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like when you encounter something in Pokemon. Like, the-, the beginning of the music is meant to set you up for what you're about to encounter. Mm-hmm. Like, pay attention. Shit's going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But when it comes to, you know, um, the amazing Ocarina of Time, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah, I think I'm really glad I picked it because I am glad I got to experience the game that has held GOAT status for so long. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, you know, it's, I mean, it's hard to knock it, you know. I, I really don't have a ton of negative stuff to say about it because I feel like the negative stuff is so vastly outweighed by the positive, you know? Yeah. It definitely... It has definitely changed my view on the fact that I don't think I would like other Zelda games because of the puzzles. 
Yeah, and you know, e- even like not being a puzzle fan, because I'm definitely a puzzle fan. I love puzzle games. Um, Legend of Zelda's got something for you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Like it, it definitely. I even told this to you. Like it makes me want to go back and play all the other Zelda games I missed because I do feel like I'm missing some. Like I'm missing this like weird fan in me that would love these Zelda games that I just have been repressing for so long because I'm like, eh, puzzles are stupid. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, you'll get that with any kind of genre. There's always going to be something in there that you like, Mm -hmm. unless it's, like, absolutely horrible. (laughs) I don't ever, ever, ever want to go back and play Catherine again, but I'll go play some Zelda. Right. You know? Like, it just just depends on the type of puzzle game. Like, well, (laughs) you know what I mean, though. Like... Like, games that solely rely on puzzles and have no other aspect to them, like The Witness, I hold no interest in, or, you know, like Catherine. Catherine was fine, but it's just not my thing. But, like, Zelda, where it's like, yeah, sure, there's puzzles in it, but there's other stuff there, too, like combat or, uh, like, you know, just interesting dialogue and other stuff. Like, that. that's something I can get behind, you know? Right. Definitely. But, yeah, that's that's about all I have for, for Ocarina of Time. All right, sweet. So, is it about time to reveal the next game, do you think? Well, do we want to do the next game, or do we want to do our special announcement first to not mitigate your special reveal? All right, sure, let's do the special announcement quick. Okay, so we talked a bit about uh, why Ocarina of Time may not be GOAT anymore, but uh, we have, I guess, two special announcements. Uh one is that we are going to be doing a special episode in September about what uh, about games that we think are contenders for the greatest video game of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, um, we we were doing some talking, mm-hmm. and we are going to start trying to commit to doing one special episode a month. So starting next month with our greatest of all time video game episode, uh, we are going to start doing one of these like you know, special episodes about whatever video game topic we want, mm-hmm. uh, at least once a month. So, you know, we have a bunch of ideas that we're kind of thinking Just, about like, sitting like, on right now and we can like, um, put them in for maybe like an half, a half an hour special every month. So that's what we're thinking. Yeah. Like, like the goat episode or, you know, episodes talking about like maybe not any one game in particular, but like a genre of games or like, Stuff like that, you know, just like mm-hmm. something that doesn't fit in a, a standard episode, but, you know, would be kind of fun to talk about. So yeah. that's that's kind of the that's the that's the plan for now. And we're excited. And uh, we don't know for sure. Um, but and I know change is a little scary, <laughs> but um, <laughs> for some of these specials, we may or may not because um, we haven't talked a whole ton. We've juggled with the idea bring on other guests from time to time to speak their minds on some things. Mm-hmm. So, um, look forward I know, to that. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, there are even, like, main episodes. Like, uh, there are certain games that I want to cover at some point that we would bring guests on for. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that'll happen anytime in the future. Right. Um, I mean, if we do, we'd announce it ahead of time, right? Yeah. Uh, but Check that on our Twitter. I guess... <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a a look into the the future of the show, you know, like the the special episodes and 
you know, uh, at the moment, none of the games that we're going to cover, at least for me, not anything in the immediate future will we be bringing on guests. But right. at some point, that that is something that we would like to do, I know, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but with that out of the way, um, any other announcements we might have? Um, I don't think so. We don't have any listener questions. Which is this, unfortunate. This week, so, so you have to wait to hear that's all right. my favorite game. It happens. But, you know, whatever. I will, I will say... Uh, my mom replied to the email she sent us last time when we responded to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to read it because it was not very nice. <laughs> so there you go, mom. Head turn a little. Deal mm. with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stick, I, I stick my nose in the air at you mother. Cause it was very rude and I'm not, I'm not going to spread negativity about myself on the podcast. I point my finger at so, the... It's my podcast. I'll do with it what I want. Yeah. Um, moving forward, though, uh, the next game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm fucking excited. Okay, so I've got this plan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and do this in in one take. Okay, listeners, <laughs> this might be difficult, but let's see. <clears throat> and you're gonna be able to guess this right away. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> war, war never changes. When atomic fire consumed up. the earth, those who survived did so in great underground vaults. Oh my God. When they opened, their inhabitants set out across the ruins of the old world to build new societies, establish new villages, forming tribes. As decades passed, what had been the American Southwest united beneath the flag of the new <laughs> California Republic. Dedicated to the old world <laughs> values of democracy and the new, and the rule of law. As the Republic grew, so did its needs. Scouts spread east, seeking territory and wealth in the dry and merciless, ex- merciless expanse of the Mojave Desert. They returned oh. with tales of a city untouched by the warheads that had scorched the rest of the world and a great wall spanning the Colorado River. The NCR mobilized its army and sent it east to occupy the Hoover Dam and restore it to working condition. But across across the Colorado, another society had arisen under a different flag. A vast army of slaves forged from the conquest of the 86 tribes, Caesar's Legion. Four years have passed since the Republic held the dam, just barely against the Legion's onslaught. The Legion did not retreat. Across the river... It gathers strength, campfires burned, training drums beat. Through it all, the New Vegas Strip had stayed open for business under the control of its mysterious overseer, Mr. House, and his army of rehabilitated tribals and police robots. You are a courier, hired by the Mojave Express, to deliver a package to the New Vegas Strip. What seemed like a simple delivery job has taken a turn for the worse. We're playing Fallout New Vegas. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I've been weirdly thinking about this game a lot recently, so I was like, man, I hope he covers it on the show soon. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited to play New Vegas again. I'm <laughs> I that was very long winded, but I wanted to do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it was good. Uh yeah. I <laughs> I considered doing also um Benny's speech at the beginning, but I was like, that's a bit much. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome though I'm super excited 
looks like you've come across an 18 carat run of bad luck, mister. <laughs> Are we just going to, like, read out all... That's what the next episode will be, is just <laughs> us reading the full script for fucking New Vegas. <laughs> just because I did the, the opening? I could have left it yeah. at War, War Never what? Changes. <laughs> yeah, you really could have. But, yeah, um... All right, I'm super fucking excited. That's awesome. This is another contender for one of my favorite games, so uh, we'll t- probably talk more of that uh, mid next month too. But uh, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely announce like as we get closer. We'll figure out um, you know when when our other episodes would go up. Uh, obviously, we'll put it up on an off week, mm-hmm. uh, so you'll get three episodes back to back. But as we get closer. Um, we'll announce like specifically what what week it'll be that we we release that episode yep um but But yeah yeah, that's the show that's the show Uh, i suppose we should plug our shit now yeah um so we have an email much like uh we mentioned about uh earlier uh we have an email so if you want to send in uh, any questions or I was actually thinking about it recently. Like if you have any game suggestions you want to send in too, mm-hmm. uh, please uh, send those in. Cause we love hearing from you guys. Uh, that email is call a save point podcast at gmail.com. That's the email. Uh, we also have a Twitter where, you know, we announce when episodes come out or uh, we'll announce, you know, like special episodes or uh, when we have guests on at some point, you mm-hmm. know, uh, so if you could go follow that at call a save point, uh, there's that. And then I think that's about all I've got. Yeah. Um, also on, re- on our Twitter, we will be responding, um, negatively to anyone who, um, ats us that we know in real life. So watch out for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I won't fucking, I'm not going to say your goddamn name. But if we ever get a fucking picture of the Slims again, <laughs> I'm blocking your fucking ass on Twitter. Fuck the Slims, right? dude. <laughs> Any more Shrek <laughs> pictures? Stupid. Any more of those? You're out. No, the Shrek. I I did actually. The Shrek pictures are fine. I actually did try to make that our header on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't. I couldn't fit the text and the fucking Shrek face. Right. <laughs> but the Slims can fuck off. Shrek is okay. Yeah. But uh, that's the show. Yeah, that's the episode. Uh, We'll see you in two weeks, everybody. Yep. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I love you. Love you more. Hey, don't fucking... No. I'll give you pets. Belly (laughs) rubs. We... Man, there are real people who listen to that show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... Can we get in trouble for telling our fans we'll give them belly rubs? No. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I guess we'll find out. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.